Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It used to be that we didn't really talk about child care as publicly and openly as we do now. And it used to be that businesses were not on board with talking about this. But boy, are they ever. Because child care has become an integral part of our society. Helping people find good child care means that people can go to work and not worry about their children being looked after. But we still have a crunch, no matter how much we talk about it, right? And so is one of the answers to helping solve that Uh, Perhaps having younger kids go to school. For instance, a four-year-old, maybe they go to preschool, but as a longer preschool, perhaps what would help in this situation? We're going to talk more about this idea. Craig Alexander is with us now, the first chief economist at Deloitte Canada and president of Alexander Economic Views. Craig, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, it's a real pleasure, Simi. Is this something that you have been kind of looking into, the economics of perhaps a longer preschool day for kids? Uh, It it is. Um, I've been actually doing research on early childhood education um, for the better part of uh, 15 years. Um, As you you said in your introduction, child care and and early learning programs are very much an economic issue. It, it It allows parents the, to be more engaged in, in the labor market. It also helps to improve the skills that children have and prepares them better for life. And when you, when you look at the economic returns on investments in this space, it, it works out that for every you know, tax dollar you, you put in, you get between like a dollar and a half to two dollars of economic benefit back. The real challenge we're having is enough capacity and the federal government has negotiated um, terms with the various provinces to 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 help subsidize um, early early learning and childhood programs, but we're we're still having difficulty get it getting it to the point where we'll be able to say that we actually have universal coverage, and that that all children will have the the best start in life possible. So, what is the answer to that? What should what has been overlooked, would you say, Craig, that in, in dealing with yeah. these issues, are there different ways of dealing with this? Yeah, so I, I, I think that the public school system tends to get overlooked. Where, you know, when the federal government was rolling out its, 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 pro, its latest programs, it's really a, around subsidizing um, private, private licensed ch- child care locations. And the, the reality is the school system can actually help in a number of ways. So, for example, there's, there's going to be parts of Canada, particularly rural and remote parts of Canada, where it isn't financially viable or attractive to run a private uh, child care center. Um, as a consequence, you start looking at, well, what, what could we do to increase coverage in those rural neighborhoods? Well, public schools are in every neighborhood. Right, so they can actually help eliminate the the childcare deserts that we have right now, where there's m- many more children than there are spots available. Um, we know schools can maximize inclusivity and and diversity because 
they don't screen um, they don't screen children or, or parents in terms of gaining access to their to their programs. Um, there's a gain to be had from the fact that schools can provide a continuity of, of of early learning. In other words, if you start the children off at a younger age, um, they they will naturally proceed through the the public you know, a pre-kindergarten program into a kindergarten program into grade one. And, and that makes it much less stressful on children as they, as they earn, as they learn but, those, those early foundational skill sets. But Craig, the, don't we still have the same problem then in terms of staffing? Because that has been the huge issue, right? Like, where do you find the people to, to make this happen? Yeah, and and the sad reality is we deeply underpay our early childhood educators. When you when you look at the the market the market wages that early childhood educators receive, you know it's it's often you know only slightly above minimum wage, and that makes it much less attractive to to pursue a, a career in early childhood education. But more importantly, it, it creates a problem. That that many early childhood educators who get their diplomas in college, they work in the sector for a few years and then they right. leave. And and so one of the advantages of the of expanding um, expanding early learning to earlier years in the public school system is you end up with early educators that are paid against a public sector wage hmm. profile with with public sector benefits. Right. That, and that that is much more attractive. It also creates additional competition for the private sector pulling up wages in 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 that sector. Hmm. Well. well that's an interesting idea. Craig, thank you so much for talking to us about it this morning. Well thanks for having me. That's Craig Alexander, uh, the first chief economist at Deloitte and president of Alexander Economic Views, uh, talking about one of the ways he believes we could tackle our childcare crunch. Interesting ideas. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.